0: fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. VaporShades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE.
1: Uh, The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida.
0: From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a
2: goddamn debate. (laughs) All right, welcome back guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is an interview that I've been looking forward to for about a week. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you why I've been looking forward to it, but I'm going to welcome my guest, Christina Brian Fitzgibbons. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. How are you?
2: I'm doing wonderful. So, if I'm if I'm just being honest with you, okay? Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't want you to think I was like big timing or anything like that. But when you texted <laughs> me a week ago and you were like, "Oh, I'm, I'm excited about the inter, your interview," I was like, I was like, kind of, uh, off, put back a little bit. I was like, what? Because I, I do interviews every single day, and I was like. What, what interview? I I'm so <laughs> confused there, and then you're like, Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be talking to you. And then, if I'm just being honest, while we were talking, I was like on the fly because I didn't want to look like a, a jackass or anything. <laughs> I was like, I was like researching your page while you were texting me. I was like, Okay, what's the quickest thing that I can think of, you, you know, where I don't look like a complete a hole to Smart her, thinking. right? Yeah, so so I did that, but the more and more I looked, I was like, he- Heck yeah, my producer did a jam up job because you have a very interesting story so before we get into that yeah tell a little bit about yourself basically like what you do who you are where people can find out more about you where where they can find you on social media any any of those places
1: well my name is christina and um I am a genetic and family investigator, so um, I actually help people who are adopted or people who are looking for family members. I help find them. So I have been doing it for about five years, and I have really had, a, had some interesting stories along, um, along the way. I'm sure everybody's seen the Dateline stories, and everybody has heard stories from their neighbors, or, oh, my God, I found out I had a child. It, it does it happens all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I um, you can find me really my I'm on Facebook um, and Twitter and everything I'm DNA sleuth. So you can find me on uh, uh, Instagram uh, or sorry Facebook with with um, DNA sleuth the CA because mm-hmm. somebody else had taken the name. My now. website is DNASleuth.com. I did get that domain, so I'm stoked yes. about that. My Twitter is DNA Sleuth, and my Instagram is DNA, DNA Sleuth D, uh, CA for California. So, yeah, that's how you can find me.
2: Now, now, Christina, before, before we get into the DNA stuff, I, I, I think people can connect during these interviews to find out a little bit about the person first. So uh, yeah. a little bit about yourself. Where, where did you grow up? Did you uh, you're in California right now? Did you yeah. were you born and raised in California?
1: I was actually born in California. I was born in Santa Clara, but I grew up outside of Portland, Oregon, in a small town called Oregon City, Um, Mm -hmm. the the Oregon Trail, and a very blue-collar town, and I left to go to college in Northern California, and I I went to Cal State Hayward, which is actually called Cal State East Bay now, and I live in the North Bay of the San Francisco Bay, so I live in Marin County um it's a small county and i live in a town called san anselmo it's a small town we actually have uh another resident of san anselmo george lucas you might have heard of him oh
2: yes okay there you go yeah
1: so we are so we are a a star wars town for sure we've got a yoda Mm -hmm. downtown and uh, indiana jones statues Mm -hmm. so yeah
2: now now christina so what what was like high school for you because you know i got a i got a little bit of a younger audience what yeah. What was high school for you? Because when, when, when kids, when we're in high school, we always dream yeah. of what we want to do in the future. When you were yeah. in high school, did you ever imagine you would be doing something like this?
1: You know, I knew I was going to get out of the town I was in. I knew I needed Why? to Why? Was it there. bad? You know what? It was, um, it, it was a very, you know, being in Oregon, very rainy, very, very just sort of dreary for me. I just, very gray. Um, And it was, it was really, you know, for me, it was not super great. I, you know, lived a single mom, like I was a free lunch kid. I, you Mm -hmm. know, definitely um, struggled with all the same things that kids struggle with now. Everything. I mean, you know, your body image and what friends you have. And, you know, everybody was going to schools that, you know, you know, again, I was, I didn't have how many siblings, how many, how many siblings did you have? That's a great question. <laughs> I have a full sister and then I have uh four half sisters. And okay, then I see, have two half brothers. See, they're all over the place. My dad has six kids with three different women. So man, it's And your dad was
2: kids. the man. I guess all the guys out there are like, Yeah, Christina's dad was the you man. Know
1: what? He kinda is still a player a little bit, just a <laughs> little bit. He yeah, he definitely is a ladies man for sure. Okay.
2: So, so I'm glad you bring that up because I ask about siblings and stuff and you say you have a bunch of half sisters. Yeah. You have, and and I correct me if I'm wrong, I think you have a personal experience dealing with, you know, DNA, finding out stuff about your family and everything is, is before we we get into that story, is that what kind of led you to what you're doing now? Did it inspire you? Did it, did it point you in that direction?
1: You know, I, you know, originally I worked in finance. So I graduated from college with a sociology degree and started working in fi- finance. And, and it was great. You know, I um, did that mm-hmm. for a while in, in San Francisco. And then I, you know, I, I took a DNA test maybe about five years ago just for fun, like everybody. Which one does. did you
2: use? What, because yeah. that was one of my questions. Like, yeah. if you could suggest those. You know companies like Twenty uh, Three and Me, and I forget yeah. the other one. Um, ancestry, Ancestry, Ancestry. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you were doing some stuff with one of them, so I'm, I'm sure you're, uh, or no. no, like which I'm one not. would you, I, what, what, which one would you suggest to people? Which one's the easiest?
1: I prefer Ancestry DNA because, yeah. uh, and again, it <laughs> might depend on um your ethnicity, um, but. An ancestry DNA, there's no sort of medical um, information attached to it. It's just a, um, a a DNA test that connects you to family and gives you a, a basic ethnicity. And it right. also connects you to a da- their database, which is great, because then mm-hmm. you can sort of search records and you can search other people's family trees. And you're really just, you know, it's, it's, it's a information overload, but it's, you know, I like history. So for me, it's super interesting. Oh, I
2: love it.
0: You H- know, there's mil-
1: mil- military records and, and stuff from, you know, you know, just for me, I just, I just love connecting my own family <clears throat> to I'm, the history part of it.
2: I'm, 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 I'm glad you bring that up because I I've talked about this on my show a lot and you know, uh life expectancy has gone up through people and everybody, everybody wants to say, Oh, it's because of medical advancements and stuff. But I also think that people don't give history enough credit. Like, People learn from history. They learn mistakes of from the people of the past, and and I think that's what history is so important. And it does not get paid attention enough because all we do now is test kids to get through math and 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 language right. and stuff. But we we don't we don't concentrate on the other stuff that that they just thought wasn't important.
1: Well, I think that if you, I mean, his, historically, you can see that you, of course medicine is is partly responsible for people's life expectancy there mm-hmm. are cures yeah. for things now that there weren't then and there are vaccines for things now that we can take preventatively and um but if you also think about history you think about somebody who died young well maybe they were fighting in mm-hmm. a war maybe yep. it was the spanish flu maybe it was um you know I, does that make sense I,
2: no 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 i use this example to everybody okay so on nine eleven, when nine eleven happened yeah. For yes. the most part, okay. whenever whenever a plane is hijacked, for the most part, those hijackers would land the plane and they would negotiate with people and then they would everybody would for the most part be safe. You know, so right. but nobody nobody ever expected to them to fly planes and use those as weapons and that's why that fourth plane never made it because they heard, "Hey, they're 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 flying these, they're using these as weapons." And now right. I think that part of history, people, if something happens like that, they're going to be more willing to stand up and, oh, and yeah. maybe fight.
1: Well, what what was the, I think the man who stood up in one of the Oh, planes, yeah, he Lester, said, let's Beamer. roll. Beamer. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was from yeah. my county. He's from here.
2: Yeah, he He's said, he, he was let's a guy roll. that said, let's roll. Yeah, let's, let's roll. roll. and
1: Like, yeah. amazing. And, there, you know, I think some people sort of have it in them, but I think also, you know, there is it is a history. I mean, of course, like people look back at that. They're like, wow, they're really capable of doing this. This is not, they're not landing mm-hmm. this plane. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, think and, I and, agree with you.
2: And, and that's what, I mean, that's one of the most current like examples I can give of history right. teaching us lessons. Now um, I, w- I want to ask you, so DNA,
0: yeah.
2: um, how much, how much do you go into it? Like, uh, for example, I, um. I made a big name for myself covering the Casey Anthony trial, like for, for like right. three, three weeks. And, and everybody remembers me from that. And, you know, there was a lot of DNA that went into stuff like that. Have you ever, or do you know anybody that has had to go testify in, in court, you know, like, are you ever afraid of you being involved in one of these things? Oh my God. Like, and, and, and legally and legally, Is it does HIPAA laws come into anything like this? Like, I know you talk about being confidential with your clients and everything. Uh, Have you ever really had to think about that? Like if one of your clients that you were maybe trying to find out about their family past and maybe they did something like, what would you do?
1: Well, first of all, I would love to be involved in a case where the DNA is used as it's very, it, it would be very rare. It would be mm. very rare for somebody that I I was working with. But be, it could happen. But it could happen. Although what is more likely to happen is it's one of their relatives. So mm. I'm working with their DNA and I can see a close, someone who's gonna come to me mm. and say, hey, you managed this DNA test. And it's a very close relationship to this person who whose DNA was left at the scene of a crime. That is one thing that could happen. Mm. now. Um, you know, I, I, in terms, I mean, what would I do? Like, of course, you know, the person who has done their DNA with me, they know that they are in these databases. So mm. that's been covered. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, they they know that that the information, where it's shared, you know, there's a lot of things that people have to they, they sign up for the DNA, they know sort of where it's going. And, um, you know, I there's a, a cold case that's local to me that I'm Super interested in being the DNA person for. We have very little crime here. However, I would be, I would, I could do it, and I would be interested in doing it. I just have, I don't do crime or, um, you know, crime related stuff like the Golden State Killer. Like that's, mm. you know, the databases they use to find the Golden State Killer are the same ones I use. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now, now refresh people. Now, I, yeah. I, I, I remember that a little bit. Wasn't it a guy that had, like.
1: A lot, donated a lot. his
2: dna like what no. I mean, explain that ex- explain what happened it there.
1: wasn't it was one of his close relatives had done a dna test so it could have been a second cousin that's considered a close dna relative to me um or to him and that person had done it and so when his dna was put into this out you know sort of this small database called JedMatch. JedMatch is x ex- it's a mm-hmm. Um, a website that's different than Ancestry and 23andMe. It's some guy just built this website, and everybody takes their sort of data from these bigger websites and puts it in Mm -hmm. there to compare to each other. And there's cool tools and stuff in there. And um, one of the relatives of the Golden State Killer was in that database. And when that happened, then the... the, um, How did they tie
2: that to him, though? Like, even though that's a relative, like...
1: It's, 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 it's really how DNA works. So when I put, do somebody's DNA, mm-hmm. um, the, results come, the results come back. And, it, and so let's just take me, for example. I've done DNA. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, so Christina's done DNA. I do it with Ancestry. I log in, my DNA results come back. And I look and I say, okay, there's my map. It tells me my basic ethnicity. And then anyone else who's done Ancestry, who matches with me as a relative, it shows them connected to me. So the higher up, they've matched.
2: How did they come up with locations? You, you, all right. So like, how, how, how can you find out somebody's location from DNA? How,
1: yeah, like, like
2: what area they're from, you know, like.
1: Like like they're from Ireland or Scotland. You know, they're really measuring it against um, everyone. Like they go, they would obviously go to, there's people Mm -hmm. from Ireland and they have that DNA and they could, they basically have some comparisons (laughs) to that. And they have all, all the other people in Ancestry who mm-hmm. match sort of that that sort of um sector of people. And um it, it's r- like for me, it's going yeah, to be match, I wanna you match it- all those all those people. That's you know, there's it's really um it's it's an estimate. So if mm-hmm. you did if I did a test through Ancestry and 23 yeah. and me and all these other ones, it would give me a little bit different idea or estimate, you know, uh, estimate of what I am. But it's 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 fairly close. Mm-hmm.
2: So I want to get into your story because we yeah. we were messaging a little bit. Like you, yeah. you were telling me, it's a great story. And, and, and I know, like I I've seen some of your stuff. Uh, I can already tell you're very comfortable talking about things on camera. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about your story and, and, and doing the DNA stuff.
1: So I, I started again, I started just by doing the DNA test and doing it for fun. And when I, Unrelated to any discovery on my part, I noticed that, that it did connect you with people. So it mm-hmm. gave you a, a name and a face of somebody who you're related to. And I would be like, oh, I, I recognize that surname. That's for my grandmother's side or my grandfather's side. And but when I when I noticed that, I also was like, oh, my God, like this is opening the floodgates this is gonna was be was it a shit all show. over the place
2: like no you you didn't even understand you didn't see any no, recognizable I just was stuff? like
1: I just thought to myself if I can see this there are gonna be people who see are able to do this and they're going to discover things about themselves either mm. people who were adopted who've never seen a person that looks like them in their life or somebody who never knew who dad was or somebody who you know just always wondered about their family. I just was like oh boy here we go this is gonna be really good. So maybe about 3 years ago and of course I'd been doing this for a few years at this point i logged into ancestry and i can see my parents have both done it and my siblings have some you know some of my siblings mm-hmm. have done it so i can see them sort of starting from the top there's my mom there's my dad and there's some siblings and the higher or close more closely related they are to you the more close the higher they are up on the map and or on the chart so i see you know halfway down the page a little um picture of a man with the name anthony who i didn't recognize and i hmm. said Whew. Oh. and in my and now mind you i'm like a totally open person you know mm-hmm. I, I i'm like you know i'm not hiding family secrets and none of that kind of stuff so i see it and i see how very closely he's related to me and there's a, a measurement of dna called centromole. was there any
2: resemblance when you first saw the picture not to me you, not, to, not you. to
1: me but to my family Mm -hmm. on my mother's side and so I looked at him and I go huh and I said I know everybody at least all my first cousins and a lot of my second cousins and Mm -hmm. so when I looked at him I go I have a feeling that this is going to be an unknown person to us meaning that this person is either the result of a an affair or somebody was Mm -hmm. adopted or Somebody just didn't know about this person, because his measurement to me was as a first mm. cousin, meaning we shared grandparents, mm. and I should know Can who that person
2: is. So. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one
0: time. A radio personality.
2: Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. An hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. Now, can can I ask you this? Because I'll forget it yeah. if I don't ask. Yeah. you. So, you know, you are mainly have been on the West Coast. OK, right. America, the United States started on right. the East Coast and everybody right. moved over to the West. Do you have any idea? Have you been able to trace back how you got from the East to the West Coast or like is that from just Louisville?
1: okay but, i mean really that's everybody was in the south oh so you got side. a little bit yeah. of
2: hillbilly you got some mountain oh, Appalachian hillbilly in you then my
1: grandfather's born in mobile alabama and he's 97 oh, years old f- and he's still alive so he's gonna be listening to this podcast i'm gonna play roll tide so.
2: roll tide i don't know you yep. could be an auburn fan who knows
1: who knows um so but I, you are uh, a
2: sports fan too right like i i was checking I'm that Niner, out like,
1: i'm a 49er fan i'm, I'm giants a giants fan I, I oh my god koop First of all, I mean, who could not love Buster? Who's your favorite? Who is your favorite?
2: Who? All right. Can I tell you my favorite giant of all time? Yes. Tim Lincecum.
1: He is the freak. I mean, he is unbelievable. He is. Dude
2: threw two no hitters in his career. I mean. Can I tell you? I
1: was at one of those games with my son.
2: Oh, were? I'm the- sorry. I live in the south right now, and there's a guy driving by in a big diesel truck. So no uh, if you can hear that in the background, but I do have a mic screen on. But uh, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. Like I mean,
1: um, him and Madison Bumgarner. I'm telling you, the those. Oh, he. Oh, it's just you know my come favorite. Come on, what
2: a, what about the baby-faced assassin Buster Posey, though? I mean, come on. I mean, the, kid, I have a the
1: guy. I have a jersey. I have a jersey, a Buster Posey jersey. He is. He's just. <sighs> He is a baby face, but
2: why can grand. I not? Why can I not think of his name now? True. This guy's from Tampa, but he's kind of a big MAGA supporter right now. He's kind of going crazy. He was on the Giants. They didn't let him come to. What was his name? Oh no. He's like a. He played third base. Uh, and he was a part of the World Series winning team.
1: Okay. Oh, why well, can't it? Third. Okay. Well, let's uh, think about
2: this. Fulcher, who's the guy that's on Bubba's show? If you can look that up and maybe message me. Um, that guy, like, I was like, it's really, really bad because the Giants did not, uh, like, they told him, hey, thanks, but no thanks. We don't want you coming to our World Series uh, celebration Dang. type thing. Um, forget his name, but he's from the what? Florida area. Huh.
1: Okay. I'm I'm, I'm not remembering enough, Ann. Somebody somebody's going to uh, tell you my, when you're my, here.
2: No, my vulture, vulture, my producer is gonna let me know here. But all um, right,
1: vulture. But, I um, know that. But I, oh, yeah.
2: Aubrey Huff, Aubrey Huff.
1: Oh my gosh! No kidding, he's a big MAGA guy, huh? Oh, I didn't even know please, that.
2: Please can hey do your do yourself a favor. No way. When you get off of this,
1: yeah. Just
2: search his Twitter feed, and you're gonna be oh like, oh boy, oh my god, like Aubrey he, Huff. like he has become like he like one of those like I mean listen. I, I celebrate people. Do you think you went to the event. do you think
1: you went to the Capitol? Do you think you went to the Capitol? I would
2: not week? be surprised. I would not be surprised. Like, seriously, that's how bad yeah. it is. Like, like I huh. would not be shocked if Aubrey Huff wasn't the dude wearing the bull's horns that was like storming the Capitol that everybody oh recognizes. God. Oh, also, by the way. And I'm not saying what, you know, the other like protests did. You know, I hate how people want to compare like, oh, this is what BLM did and Tifa. This is what such and such did. You guys both messed up, but I got to give them credit. The people that are considered liberals and Tifa, they're smart enough to all wear clothes that look the same and actually (laughs) wear a mask. I bet the Trump people are like, oh, man, maybe it would have been a great idea if we would have been on that mask train back in the day.
1: Maybe. Possibly.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, so, so back to are your you. Ner- are Sorry, story.
1: no. Uh, we're gonna go back to me, but I want to ask you: Are you nervous about this week? Are you nervous? Yes. Yeah, see, about- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I am.
2: I am. I. All right. So you gotta understand. I'm born and raised in the South Florida. I li- I've lived in Central Florida all of my life. Okay. Now I'm I'm a mixed guy. Like I I I am so turned off by politics. I do not trust any of the politicians. I think they're all crooks. Um, Do I think Biden will be better? I mean, he can't be any worse. I mean, Trump, Trump divided the country more than anybody has ever had in my life, and in my opinion. But I still think you know, until they get the lobbyists out of D.C., nothing's going to be about the people anymore. It's about the politicians lining their pockets. But yes, I am very, very concerned. I support yeah. the Second Amendment. I, 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 yeah. I really, really do. I know a lot of people say, oh, we got to get rid of guns because of all the shootings. I think it's our government not paying attention to mental illness as much. For somebody to be able to walk into a place and do a mass shooting, they've got to be have some type of mental illness.
1: Well, we are definitely we are definitely lacking in in terms of mental illness and, and help for people. That's for sure. Yeah. And yeah.
2: and there are some things that need to be done. But listen, we're never, ever going to get it like to the point. I know this is going to sound weird. I think us as Americans, we've been given too many freedoms. We're dicks about it because back in World War Two. When everybody had to go fight for war, guess what they did? People sacrificed. Now in this day and age, we ask people to wear a mask and they are so butthurt and just make a big deal <laughs> out of it. You know, and that that's what I mean by it.
1: I live in a very compliant area that you don't you won't see anybody without a mask. You will get called out. You will get called But I why mean, is this it so
2: bad in LA though? Like I mean uh, LA, I mean,
1: you know what? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's really tough. LA, LA is really congested. It's a, there's a lot of people and a lot of people living multi-generations living in one home. And it's just, I just think that possibly there's, you know, children are asymptomatic and they bring it home. There are kids that are in school. Like my kids Mm -hmm. are in school, you know, and and they're not, they're asymptomatic. They bring it home. Like they're not going to go see my grandfather. He's 97 years old. There's no way. No,
2: no, no. You can't take that chance. You can't. You can't take
1: it. Although he's really like, I'm 97. I'm pretty much done with this. Yeah. You know, but still like, you know, it's it's L.A. L.A. has been a hotbed. You know, people are used to, I think, being out and about. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it really is. And that's the movie
2: place. Everybody wants to go to the movie premieres. Everybody wants to be seen. And they they can't. I'm feeling
1: it. I'm, I, I'm going, I'm starting to go a little, you know, I'm going a little bit crazy. I, what's I been be the hardest road. part?
2: What, what, Just, what's, what's sporting events? Cause I, I know,
1: you know, sporting and anything I'm, I'm compliant, which is because I'm compliant, meaning that I'm staying home. Mm. Uh, and I'm following the rules. So we're the ones that are suffering the most because we really are not seeing people. I'm an extrovert. So I mm-hmm. need to be around other people. I need to be socializing. Mm. I need to be, um, you know, sort of, again like we're outside we're having pool parties year-round like Mm. this is the kind of stuff that i'm used to being around and we're home Mm. and we're not doing anything and it's for us it's not normal
2: no no christina Christina, yeah. I I want to talk about this because I, I don't think a lot of people pay attention to this. And and I we talked about this. So I, I'm not going to get like, you know, too in depth because, you know, like, I don't blame you. We don't want to talk about family. But are, are you yeah. a single mother right now or, or are you married? I, I wasn't for sure. I could not tell.
1: Right now, wife. I'm I am between both. So I was okay. just married and getting divorced. So I have three teenage Three teenagers. So yeah. so that's what
2: I wanted to ask you. Like, what yeah. are some of the difficulties? Because there are a lot of mothers that that have to wear many different hats like you are right now. What 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 has been the most difficult thing? Like, how do you talk seeing, to your kids about this stuff?
1: Seeing them suffer. I mean, they are suffering. They are, you know, my kids get to go to school a couple days a week um, and they have been since August and they've been going, um, you know, maybe two two full days and then a half a day. And then they had a period for a month or so where they have not gone. And it's hard. It is really hard to see them experience a full year of not, I'm, I'm being sure to be very compliant with them too. They're not socializing. They're not breaking the rules. They are staying home. And it is really hard to see them missing out on, on just socializing and well, even about learning. Seniors.
2: But well, think about the seniors last year, the I ones know. that, that, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're talking sports. There there were a lot of college students that, that had been working for three or four years missed to out. get to a point and and they missed out. I mean, I mean, it's, I it's crazy.
1: And I have a senior this year and she has gone through the whole application process for colleges and she mm-hmm. did not visit one school. She's applying to schools without seeing them. And she, and she's going, she's missed, you know, everything this year. And I, it's just, it's, it's really, you know, you want them to have, you, you want know, to get a, that
2: feel though. You want, you want to, you want because when you see and you're at a place, checking it out, you can get the feel, you can get the environment.
1: You just need to, you just need to be able to, I, I think kids need to be around other kids and they need to be mm-hmm. around adults that aren't their parents, which it could be teachers or other, their friends' parents. That's how you grow. And that's where they're, they really are missing out. And I mean, imagine going through puberty and all those yeah, changes no, that you're going through—it's just a shit show. I mean, it's a disaster. Oh yeah, well, yeah, so.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know how hard it is. Like, I mean, if it if it was a dad around and stuff, you'd be like, but to have your mom walk in on you, because you know, like, let me ask you. So, like, if you go into <laughs> that, the boys, if you go right, into yeah. the boys' room, do do you yeah. like give a courtesy knock and count like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, really three? Funny?
1: Okay, yeah, I'll tell you something really funny. Okay. I, one time, I walked in and I didn't. Nothing was happening. But my you got to play it like, off.
2: You're like, I didn't see it. No,
1: anything. no, 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 no. No, no, But my son was really, he was, he's really a jokester. He goes, mom. And I'm like, what? He goes, <laughs> what if I, would what if I'd been masturbating or something? And I was like dying laughing. I said, you know what? If that's the case, you lock that door.
2: Yeah. That door yeah. yeah. Well, but, but like, uh, and, and you never ask a, a lady what her age is, but like, right? I would say you're uh, at n- like 35. Probably.
1: So can you imagine having a senior in high school and being 35 years old?
2: I mean, there's a lot Do of. The earth, teen, teenage I, I, I
1: could have been a teen mom. I definitely was not a teen mom. No. And
2: and let me ask you, like, if you yeah. would have like been in present day and would have been a teen mom, like, would you yeah. have went on the show? Like the, the Teen mom MTV show? No, no, no. No, I, no wouldn't either.
1: I don't think so. I I, know. I would hope that I have um, enough people in my support system to. um tell me that i shouldn't go on a show no i don't think so i don't think it's definitely healthy for even those those i get it i get i mm -hmm. get it like there's a lot of things that come with it there's probably some economic stuff that they need and that and that sort of thing but But
2: you have a daughter right i do yeah now now let me let me ask you though okay i i've i i don't have any kids i i just turned 40 um and and I always was like, oh, if I have kids, like I, I want to have a guy because I know, like, even though I'm a I consider myself a good person, I know how guys are. So, like, as a woman, like when you when you have a daughter, do you like, uh oh, man, I, I know what guys were like back in the day. Like, does it does it kind of like, yeah, kind of makes you worry a little bit or
1: you know what it doesn't? She actually, my daughter has a boyfriend and okay. she has for about a year. And I actually really like him. He's a very nice boy. And, um, so it's, but, but how many, not, how many
2: boys, how many boys did you date back in the day that you thought were nice? That didn't turn out so well.
1: I always dated the, the good boy. I always, dated so you.
2: Nice oh, boy. so you never had any, breakup. it wasn't until
1: I got a little older that I was like, maybe I need a little bad boy in there. I'm just, but, but I'm okay. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did know. always, it was always, I always had very nice, people. but I did a lot
2: yeah i see i but i was an only child i i was an only child but I also grew up in a a very very small city like my closest neighbor was four miles away from me, and i was an only child uh what was your uh, just a curious question what was yeah. how many people were in your graduating class
1: five hundred yeah, so yeah how six, many was in your six, like 63. 63. Wow, that's not big. So there was not a lot of picking to be going on.
2: No, 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 no. There was no. there was not. But but everybody knew everybody, so you really couldn't get away with anything either. You
1: couldn't. No. I mean, think about now with social media, you can't get away with anything now either. Don't How you can't mess
2: it... no, you can't no. mess
1: up. No, everybody's but... every, everybody's taking pictures and everybody's oh, mm. I don't know. Have I mean, you it, have you yeah.
2: have you watched the TV show Euphoria yet?
1: I haven't. so good.
2: I don't, I, I, um, as a parent, I don't know if you should watch it though. Like, Oh, I can watch it. I, Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, the first episode was really, really difficult to get through. Not, not Hmm. because it wasn't good, but it just hit on some very, very, uh, sensitive subjects. Now I I talked about this on my show. Okay. So it's legal, but how do you feel? Okay. So. Um there's some nudity in in this uh show but these right. are all of age actors pe- playing minors that are getting naked on TV. Mm. It makes me are they, feel are a little creepy. Por- are they
1: portrayed it, as, as teenagers that are underage? Yes, they're, they're oh, in high school. Yeah. Then I'm not
2: but, that's But 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 they're okay, they're legal. They're legal. Like that's the only thing that by being uncomfortable is what I'm trying to say.
1: Oh, that's a tough one because I mean it, it's kind of a moral. You're kind of, it's kinda, Even though they're of age, right? They're eighteen years old or nineteen, twenty, um, whatever they are, and they're yeah. playing a sixteen-year-old, and you're seeing them nude. I don't know. That's, like that's a little creepy. You're kinda,
2: I you're kind of getting off.
1: You're kind of getting off on the sixteen-year-old, really. So yes, yes, yes. So you I'm know, not, ooh, that's a little rough. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I okay, I so I wouldn't be into it. I just think it's. I mean, I'm just saying that I think it's. It's pushing it, it a little bit.
2: It it doesn't like beat you over the head with it. What I'm saying though is it, it's not over gratuitous what, what I'm trying to say. It's like it, it's like you don't see like full frontal. It's like a is there a nip uh, is there
1: a nip, is there a nipple?
2: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well then that's mm. but but a nipple
2: is not a sexual organ though.
1: Oh gosh, okay. I is mean Is it a, I, is I, it I, a boy I, or a girl?
2: <laughs> no, no, it's it's boy girl. Uh, But but you want to know the thing that I found the most fascinating about this show is that it has a transsexual character that is actually played by a transsexual real life person. You know what I'm saying? So it is it it is a guy that is, you know, transferred to be a female. But and 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 he or she I see you always got to be so careful about how you You know, you you don't want to offend people. But I think it's great because I've been reading a lot of stories like they're remaking uh, Stephen King's The Stand and the deaf community was upset because they did not get a deaf actor to play a deaf role.
1: I mean, how do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's, I don't know. That's a tough one. But,
2: But actors, actors train all their lives for this. They train to play other people um and and well, i get it but that's it, the
1: same that's the same as saying that it, that somebody who is heterosexual can't play a gay character
2: exactly you, know, exactly you know what i mean
1: it's like come on like you know i mean I mean, it's you can't have it all you can't have it both ways really it's I'm, it's I'm and maybe there's the person who is the perfect person for that role happened to not be deaf
2: I mean, look at Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks won his first best actor uh, role in Philadelphia. And 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 he, I mean, ever I thought he played it perfectly. The guy lost so much weight. I mean, he got into that role.
0: From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp.
2: Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution
0: to the wind. It's the Title Bailey Podcast. <laughs> Or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery.
1: Do you want to talk about DNA?
2: Yes, this I do. Season. I'm sorry
1: I, I, I get I get I love, all, that, yeah. I love that we're off. I love that we go off on it. I feel like I should tell you what happened with the guy in my family on this. Yes,
2: vacation. I, I want to get back to this and, and I'm sorry, you got to remember I, I have ADHD and and I when I when I get into an interview I hear something and as soon as I get out I latch onto it. So back to your I family in a roundabout away. I, I see I think I think it's because it's not uniformed. It, it's not still that general type of bullcrap you're seeing on the 24 hour news cycle. Uh, I just yes. get in here and it's like me and you are friends. We're just sitting here. I know. Uh, I
1: love it. I totally love it. I just so, wouldn't want anybody who was like hanging on the edge of their seat. Who was okay. like, who is this? Per- who was this person?
2: Yes. Let's get into this. So who was the person that you were related to a half brother or. half well,
1: I, when I looked at him, I thought he looked a lot like on my mom's side. And it ended up being that he was a son of my mom's brother. So my uncle had a son and my uncle never knew about it. And so yeah. I called, I looked, I looked around and I was like, uh, and when I messaged this, this young man, Anthony, he's not young. He's in his 40s. Um, I said, Hey, I don't see if, I didn't know he was adopted or I didn't know what his story was. I'm like, Hey, you don't have a family tree. Let's see how we're related. He goes, uh, I don't know. I was adopted. I was born, you know, In Stockton, California on this day and this year. I don't know anything. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And so I did a little quick little sort of sleuthing around. And I said, I think that is my Uncle Reed's son. And so I kind of went back and forth. And then I called my uncle and I said, There's this guy who was adopted. He was born in Stockton. And um, you know, maybe it's one of your half one of your half-brothers or this or that. He goes, well, I don't know. It could be so-and-so's son. He goes, unless I have a son, I don't know about. And literally when he said that, I go, oh shit, you have a son you don't know about. He goes, really? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And he was like, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what he wants yet. And it ended up being that my uncle had a son and he didn't know anything. And then we had to find the mom, of course, but that was a whole other story. Is that where the re- half brothers re- is that is that where the
2: half brothers come from? Or is that from a, a, he's, a uh, co- he's
1: a cousin. He, okay. He's a cousin, right? My but mom... you said you had
2: a bunch of half brothers. All or the sisters. halves
1: are just um my dad remarrying. Had, my dad had three marriages. All lovely. Uh-huh. All ended non-amicably. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah.
2: So so you you help out a lot of adoptive people that have yeah. been adopted. Has there ever been a case, and you don't have to go into detail, but has there ever been a case where somebody you were helping that was like, ooh, I'm kind of regretting trying to find out who I'm really related to because they're a goddamn mess?
1: Okay, that's a super great question because I also have a podcast that is called Sex, Lies, and the Truth, and we just recorded an interview with this man Mm -hmm. in Texas, and this is what people always say. They're like, I don't want to look. I don't want to, like, you know. Sort of peek under that rock because what if it's a disaster, right? Like, what mm. if I expose myself to somebody who's like a murderer? And mm. that never happens. There's never a murderer, except it could, it could except except for this interview we just did, which will be probably airing next week. And this guy is a cop. He's like works for the police department for 25 years, and he finds out at 48 years old he's adopted, literally. Adam, no, parents never told him nothing. He was like, what the, right? Finds Mm -hmm. out he's adopted and goes to look for his biological parents to find out what the story is. And his biological father is in prison, has been for his entire life. So this man's 48 years old who found out he was adopted. His biological father has been in prison for as long as he's been alive. And he was in jail for like, Taking a hit out on like a witness in a trial, he had a murderer as a father. Like that mm. never ever happens. And so, but he didn't like he didn't freak him out. Like he was sort of like, okay, like what do I do? And I don't want to tell you the whole story, but he, yeah, you want to listen up... to
2: it. How how can they find yeah. that on 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 the Tuttle Daily podcast right yeah. now? Which is Christina Fitzgibbons. She is a DNA sleuth. If you want to follow her on Twitter. Just search at DNA Sleuth. Very very easy. And uh, how can people find the podcast? And if people are interested in hiring you to find yeah. out about their 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 family's past or or DNA stuff, how can they contact yeah.
1: you? Well, they can find me at DNA Sleuth um, They can find our podcast at Sex Lies and the Truth dot um, com. And it's on everything. It's on Spotify and Apple and Google and all that kind of stuff. So um, we've got. Um, uh, just starting our third season so we have about eight interviews lined up for that we're doing over the next six weeks and mm-hmm. they are all stories of um people who were donor conceived people who found out that they were again adopted and didn't know about it or people who how a is lot that of a pr- lot of paternity how, how is that how is possible,
2: that possible? If, if if i if i go to a, a sperm bank to donate Right. I thought that, I thought, wh- why, how is that even possible? Because I, how is that not a violation of HIPAA laws? Like, if I'm going, I'm there not going I'm to, this, going I'm
1: not going to the sperm bank to get the information, though. I'm going to Ancestry DNA and I'm seeing people who are related to me. I'm going to see my mother and father's relatives on there. I mean, they're just, there's millions of people who've done that test.
2: But isn't there, isn't it possible, though, for somebody to be completely off the book? Somebody that's never no. had their fingerprints, nobody that's no. had their DNA?
1: No, not with me. Sorry really? Nah.
2: Hey, mm. I,
1: really? I, I mean, test, test I don't, me. Test
2: me. OK, here. Well, I mean, well, I'll I'll have you see don't, my dad wanted. Me. OK, my dad did one of these DNA tests and in, in my yeah. theory, because he got it back and they said they didn't get enough DNA because he did it. He filled That's up the possible. line all the way. But you wanted me to be he it, We're in the South. And he is a smokeless tobacco user. It. He had tobacco well, on his
1: yeah. Yeah, he had he tip, had tobacco
2: tip, maybe about thirty minutes before, and I knew uh, it was going to yeah. it up. Yeah, and it and he did it anyway. So I think that well, probably you, messed it up. Usually
1: they usually they'll give you another. They'll send you. No, product. they sent it back.
2: But my dad was like, "I ain't giving those commie bastards in my DNA again." <laughs> no, that's it, that's I don't a, need
1: it. I don't need it because I could still find him through some other second or third or fourth cousin that did a DNA test. I'm telling Wait, you. Wait, even
2: you—you you can search the Fowler family all the way in Florida. I mean, I it, okay. I would find about, you.
1: I would. Find how about you. this? I have, okay.
2: Uh, how about this? Can can we? Because uh, I'm not trying to get rid of you right now, but the, can we yeah. talk again? And maybe yes. you can do like a little, like you know, uh, I'll give you all the information that you need mom and Dad side maybe you can give me a little bit of a um you know family history i mean a little bit i mean i mean if i have to like i'll i'll start running ads for you i know you're a very valuable person and i it's probably like a thousand dollars an hour no i'm just joking by the way Uh, but but what i'm saying is to get some big shot dna person from san francisco uh to (laughs) do my dna might be bad i i'm just making bad southern jokes now one, one, one of the things i wanted to find out um so you you deal with a lot of adoptive people that are trying to find out their family right. um, because i I'm very empathetic. I can put myself in people's shoes. How does the adoptive family feel about this? do Do they take it as a slap in the face, like, such oh a great you know question. no, That's i mean I I, I I I, I took I took care of them, you know i I took you in. And and I know they shouldn't feel that way. I mean, I, right. I think if it's I was tough. in that situation, I would want them to know because I love that kid, and if that's what they want, right. I want to be able to help give them what they are. But like, have you ever had a case? Have you ever seen it where the parents were kind of like, "Why? Why? Why do you want to know?"
1: All the time. And you know what? It's it's something that um, an adoptive parent, unless they were adopted themselves, don't understand that people have um, part of their identity is biological, and they just They just want to know. It doesn't change the fact that these adoptive parents are mom and dad. That's Mm -hmm. still that's still the case. And it doesn't. I've seen this a a million times, over and over. No matter what these adoptive parents think, it does not change. It does not change the fact that they're still mom and dad. But people want to know, what was the story? What were the circumstances? How did I come to be? Really? And that's (laughs) and that's and it really a lot of times they'll hear the story and they'll be like. Oh, okay, they were young or they got divorced or the the mom didn't feel like she could raise the child or it sometimes it's a very simple story and all, that's all they need. They just mm-hmm. okay, now I get the story and now I feel better. And sometimes the biological mom just, you know, needs to know what happened to that child and so there's sort mm-hmm. of that that process. But yeah, a lot of times the adoptive parents are worried, maybe I'm going to be replaced, maybe they're going to wish that they had been raised mm-hmm. by the biological parents. It happens a lot, but you have Mm. to I'm I have empathy on for all of them, right? So Mm. I'm always, you know, I I I want to meet I want to meet the adoptive parents and make them feel better about it. And I want like sometimes I've met the birth moms who've given up these children and Mm. I've gotten to know them. And so I've I kind of know it from all different angles. And it is what you said is you have empathy. I have to and I do I have empathy for everybody involved because it's a Mm. really intense Extremely sensitive and is it usually um, the emotional? Kid
2: is it usually the kid? you? Only, or, yeah. Or has, has, has the adoptive parents ever been like, "Hey, no. my kid"? No.
1: No, I. You. If it's a child that's adopted, it's they're probably too young. Too young. I don't. I don't. I. I do have somebody who was um, born and adopted from India, who I just did his DNA, and he's. Did you teenager. ever see
2: that movie Lion? Did you ever see? he he's see
1: he's that movie? he is like that movie. He was lost okay like yeah so i'm I, do I'm doing his with his family. It's like a school mm-hmm. project, that sort of thing, but normally, I wouldn't do children. I would wait till they're probably mm. an adult and they could hire me themselves because it's um it's a lot it's a lot that, to deal with. You wouldn't want to that, throw a twelve year old into a situation that's they're not they're not equipped enough to deal with with that quite yet
2: that's a movie that a lot of people don't give it enough credit for that. Lion, that Lion movie, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I was like, Oh, the kid from some dog millionaires in it. Hell yeah. I'm in on this one, but it, but it was great. I, it's I, so I loved good. it. And and just by chance, you know, that I don't think people realize, you know, we have 330 million people or so, give or take here in the United States. But when you get over to India and China, that's like you're talking billions of people. And yeah. and I could see how easily you could lose track of somebody like. that.
1: Well, and that, you know, th- I, there is funny because when that movie came out, I couldn't watch it right away just because I knew it was going to be super emotional and sad. And I was working on a case that was really emotional and and intense so I waited a little bit then everybody kept saying to me have you seen Lion have you seen Lion I'm like okay I finally have to watch it and so I sat down and watched it and it was you know it's that that movie was exactly what my job is with regard to the adoptive parents and it just was it's super emotional and intense like that for sure.
2: How many people come to you that want to not only find out who their parents are but want to get an idea of family health history like? You know, maybe they have you ever dealt with something like that? Maybe somebody that, you know, kind of wanting to know, maybe, you know, want wanted to know the, a family history of, of health. What what ha, you know, if you're working in DNA, you know, DNA yeah. and science tells us things get handed down from generation to generation.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people will do a 23andMe test, which has um, some health information. It tells you sort of your chances or increased chances of getting certain things, not everything. But what I normally tell people is once they have found who is sort of their biological family is, let's say everybody's deceased, nobody's alive, grandparents, great-grandparents or aunts or uncles, any of those sorts of people, I usually will try to find out for them how people actually died. So look Mm. at this, your grandmother, biological grandmother, you may never want to even reach out to these people or know who they are, but I'll request a death certificate and see. Oh, so she died of breast cancer. So that's important. that's,
2: that's important that's information a, that's awesome that that, that yeah, i mean that's what i do know,
1: that's yeah i do that, that because it's important that's the real reason people die not the chances of getting something mm-hmm. you know not you have a three times greater chance this is actually you know finding seeing somebody who died at 36 of cancer is something you want to know that's do you important have any information. men
2: you got any men that are worried about their hair falling out and they're like hey i want to i want to find out if my my, oh my, oh, my mom's that's side because one they, of the
1: things they, yeah that's they, one of the think
2: they they always say you know the the bald gene comes from the mom side of the family is that true or not oh have you ever God. by the time ever... they
1: by the time they probably get to the point of hiring me they're already like losing it yeah if they're, they're wondering losing. they're losing it it's like it's gone forget it
2: but I mean you'll take their money though I mean if you want to find out if it runs in the family or maybe I could, you... I could, I
1: could I would literally just be like take a twenty three and me test and one of the results is you have a free one of them is male pattern baldness it's on there so I would be like I can't charge you for that just read your results mm-hmm. yourself you know they will see it.
2: Um, in closing, this is, this is just something because I want to talk to somebody because we're, we're in a pandemic area and, and well, not area. See, that's the great thing about living in small town, Florida. Like, you know, you still got to be careful, but you know, your chances of, you know, coming in contact with people, but you also got to remember, I'm I'm not that far away from Daytona Beach and we have a lot of the college um, partiers, the college partiers. Well, spring break used to be huge in Daytona Beach. But the you know the old people ran everybody out of there like this is where MTV used to come to all the time down here for that. But um, but then we have Bike Week and then we have Speed Week. You know the Daytona Five Hundred is here and that's I, like two. I, that's
1: the only time I've been to Daytona is I went to the Daytona Five Hundred. I
2: did see that video and I'm glad you brought that up. I uh, went what we, there are you? Are yeah. you a NASCAR fan? But or did you just want you to know, say you went to the biggest no, race?
1: Oh no, we were happened to be my in-laws were in Fort Myers, so we took the kids Disneyland or Disney World and we, we did that whole thing and we yeah. have been to a few NASCAR races and I happen to it's not popular at all here where no. I am but I just think it's kind of the coolest thing ever I mean it's literally okay, so, like a, I just think it's cool and Jeff Gordon was racing mm-hmm. and California guy the, I mean my kids have the headphones on they're like oh my god Jeff Gordon just said the f-word you know like okay so thing.
2: so so let me ask you you know a lot of people you know watch it on tv and they can't yeah. get a measurement of how just much power and speed when those cars, especially at Daytona, like not on the first lap, but once they get around about the third lap, when they have to finally up the speed um, TV does not do it justice. It does not do it justice on how fast they're moving.
1: I mean, when you are there though, I mean, it's the the adrenaline, you're just watching, you're watching them. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, Oh my God, look how close they came. And then there's, if there's a crash, you know, you're just like, Oh my God, You, you can't even, you can't even imagine. It's hard, it's hard to watch the lap you know on T V over and over and over and over. I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, Whatever you do, you've gotta go to a NASCAR race. You have it's to go. Bus- you would not believe you mm-hmm. will not believe it until you go. Like it is mm-hmm. intense, it is a blast, you have a Budweiser in your hand. Mm-hmm. You totally feel like you're into it. Everybody's into it. You're standing up, you're watching that like final lap and everybody's getting in there and they're touching each other and then there's a wreck. Oh, that's the best thing ever. I love it.
2: It's, it's so great because, you know, I grew up here in Volusia County. I mean, the the biggest race most famous racetrack besides Indianapolis is right in my backyard. So I grew up. I mean, I used to cover NASCAR when I first got into radio. I had hot passes. I could get right down there and interview oh people. And, and, and it is my opinion. One besides golf, golf gives you one of the best access to the athletes. Yeah. But NASCAR. Yeah. Those drivers, like you don't see any of those guys like turning down people for autographs or, or not be they, they, they super serve their, their fans, their audience, in my opinion.
1: I, I love, I love that. I mean, I haven't been able to meet any NASCAR drivers, but if you come,
2: if you come to Daytona for another race, let me know. I will get you the all access Mac Daddy, like red carpet. Yes. I even, wanna, I even want to
1: I even want to park an RV in the middle of that track one night. Did you, you, you weren't in park.
2: the infield? You would not believe no. the things you see in the infield. Now oh
1: I would. I would believe it. I have a feeling I would believe it. <laughs> these,
2: they, these fans would bring above ground pools into the infield, and then they would, pay, <laughs> they would pay, they would pay, they would pay a big water truck to come in and fill up those pools. People will build bars in the infield. They don't sell anything. They just want people to come hang out with them and oh, drink. And it. everybody, everybody is so.
1: It's such a party. See, this is the stuff that I miss from the pandemic. I miss being around that, like just being around people and events and that kind of stuff. That's why I'm truly dying. I'm like, literally, like, when is this thing going to end? We are. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of getting close, but do you feel like we're getting close? <sighs> no.
2: No, I'm I'm see? I'm I'm really I'm really 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 concerned. We when you get on social media and you see that civil war is trending on social okay, well media.
1: that uh, that's that's a yes. That part I get. That, like, that that freaks that, me. We out. need to get through that. We need to get through that.
2: No, no, no. But but what I'm saying, they're they're all correlated to each other. They're dividing the the country even more. You got the people that want to wear masks, the anti-maskers. You got the people that believe in the pandemic. You got the p- people that think it's fake and it was made up because they want to get rid of trump and and it's just it's like what can you believe and then you got this twitter thing i I mean i believe in absolute freedom of speech but what twitter did was not censorship or again when you sign up for twitter you need to read that little disclaimer saying that they can kick you off private business can get rid of you for anything do i think something needs to there are some laws that need to be changed because there are a lot of idiots here that get their news off of social media.
1: That is true. People do. People literally, they only look at social media. I happen to, because I have clients that are on both sides of, I, I don't, mm-hmm. re- like, I don't post political stuff because no, you I'm, shouldn't. Trying to put, I'm trying to put people together that may be it's, on opposite sides. Yes. What if I, like my uncle, or sorry, my cousin, when he found his biological half brother, he was like, oh. Shit. He, he he tweets Steve Bannon and I was like, okay, come on. Like, you know, like you gotta like, you gotta just like kind of put that stuff aside a little bit. Just try to know, like take it down a notch.
2: I going to ask you, maybe, maybe this is because I'm I'm a big nerd and I and I read all the time. So if we're we're talking about DNA and and we all yeah. evolved if you believe in evolution, wouldn't wouldn't that mean that we all on the on planet Earth share some type of you know similar DNA? How is that, you know, like, uh, how does that work?
1: We all probably do. I mean, it's probably too, in some cases, too, too small. minute to be detected, right? But mm-hmm. of course we all do. I mean, when I look at my DNA matches, I see people of different races, you know, and I can see, oh, I wonder how, I wonder how I'm related to that person. Well, somewhere far, farther back, clearly, you know, seven or eight generations, there was, there was a mix of ethnicities and then it kind of came down. I'm like, oh, look at that. That's really cool. You know, I just think that um I, I do think everybody is I mean the world's getting smaller and smaller sometimes it feels mm. like, and so i I do think that, which is why I tell people like, you got I kind of have to be cool to everybody because you never know like you never know they could be distantly well, they are distantly related, everybody is distantly related to each other, but
2: what is the furthest you've ever gone back? like doing, doing a DNA, like how many generations, like what's the furthest back that you've well, you, ever been able to find somebody?
1: I don't have to go that far back to find somebody.
2: No, like no. But people, what I'm saying though, is like, um, like it, if I looked at my own,
1: if my own or something. Yeah. Like well, yeah. Yeah. Couple, for A couple hundred years. Yeah. A couple wow. hundred years for sure. Yeah. And I can see that, that's that if I have a family tree that goes back 300 years, And then Mm -hmm. I have a DNA match that's like an eighth cousin, and they happen to also have the same people in their tree, and it shows us being related even distantly. I know that that's a confirmed relationship and that my tree is actually correct because Mm -hmm. it does show us related. Um, A lot of people have family trees that have people in it that may not necessarily be relatives Mm -hmm. that they didn't know about it, so.
2: Now, Christine, I'm getting the uh, wrap-up signal from my producer because this is how I know this is a great... No, yeah, vulture. This this is how I know this has been... I know he's doing this. No, well, no, because he just told me, this is how I know this was a great conversation. He says, you've been talking for an hour and five minutes right now. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, I, I could have sworn I was only talking 30. So what I'm trying to say is that um, I got to have you on again because I could talk to you some more, but can we, can we get in? Like, I mean, I, I'll get you my information so you if you want to yeah. look. And I would like to have you on and maybe we can talk a little bit about my, my stuff
1: yeah for sure it's easy to do you just have to take a test and uh uh i'll, I'll get it sent you to you all that stuff that's awesome yeah
2: now chris christina tell everybody tell my audience once again how they can find you
1: they can find me with the podcast at sex lies in the truth uh dot com and i'm we're on all the socials and we're on all the um listening platforms and then for myself mm-hmm. i'm at DNA com, and with twitter and with instagram um, you'll find me everywhere. DNA, sleuth, mm-hmm. you'll find me. You'll find me there well, somewhere.
2: Thank you, and I highly enjoyed thank this you. conversation.
1: Thanks. Take care.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Do you want some cool ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two d's at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.